1990. The head of FIFA's technical department, the part of football's world governing body, that looks after the actual football, had warned that time wasting possession is bound to kill the game, unless there was rectifying action, the timing, it turned out, was immaculate. FIFA had been worrying about an epidemic of time wasting for about a decade, but it always found the International Football Association Board, IFAB, the British dominated body responsible for the game's rules, reluctant to change. There was one person at the top of the organization, though, determined to break the stalemate. Rather inconveniently, that person was Sepp Blatter a few months after Italia World Cup 90. Blatter had created what he called Task Force 2000, which is precisely the sort of name that Sepp Blatter might come up with for something. Led by Michel Platini, again, in hindsight, a little problematically. It was given the job of identifying ways to make the game more appealing, more dynamic, more dramatic Platini and his fellow task force members crystallized many of their thoughts. Now they not only had empirical proof that football had grown slow, cautious and dull, but a recommendation as to how to change it. The most egregious form of time wasting, one that had been a football cornerstone for decades. To be outlawed, goalkeepers should be banned from rolling the ball to a teammate, getting it back, and picking it up again, only to repeat the process a few seconds later. The task force decided that proposal did not go far enough. Instead, its members decided, the goalkeepers should no longer be able to use their hands, to receive a pass from any teammate. Within a few months, they had invented what would become known as the back pass rule everything in modern football flows from that single change. Without that rule change, without that task force, and, yes, sadly, without bladder. There is no tiki-taka, there is no Gijin pressing, there is no Arsene Wenger or Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp. There is no game as we currently see it while. It is easy for fans of a certain vintage to scoff at football's tendency to treat 1992 as some sort of year zero. To bristle at how easily everything that happened before the dawn of the Premier League and the Champions League. An entire century is dismissed as an irrelevant prehistory. But 1992 was not just a rebranding exercise. It also brought a substantive shift in the nature of football itself. The back pass rule came into force. It is a legitimate before and after, the football that would follow, was not just fundamentally different from what went before, it was better it is important to remember that as. Once again, the sport finds itself discussing change. UEFA, European football's governing body, has already rubber-stamped a new format for the Champions League. It confirmed that it would reserve two places in the tournament for teams that qualified on what has been called, a little euphemistically, historical merit. Even that, though, did not go far enough for Nasser Al-Khalafi. In his role as chairman of the European Clubs Association, rather than president of Paris Saint-Germain or chairman of Bein Sports or chairman of Qatar Sports Investments, Al-Khalafi has other changes on his mind. They range from the rather vague, amounting essentially to a list of Web3 buzzwords like metaverse and NFTs, to the more concrete. Al-Khalafi believes it is worth exploring the idea of an expanded European Super Cup, turning a semi-serious showpiece into a tournament in its own right, one that may be played outside Europe. He would consider a Final Four-style tournament for the Champions League. He would, reading between the lines, contemplate changing kickoff times to suit television markets in the United States and Asia despite the very obvious self-interest of their source. Despite the fact that not all of these ideas are his, and despite the circumstance. Since the sudden launch and swift death of the European Super League project, these ideas should not be rejected out of hand. They are not, by any stretch of the imagination, perfect, but nor are they entirely devoid of merit. Football would do well to remember that, at first, it was assumed that the back pass law would simply encourage goalkeepers to launch the ball at every given opportunity. Nobody imagined that its ultimate consequence would be Ederson of Manchester City and Brazilian national team goalkeeper, he passes the ball like a creative midfielder. 
expanding the Super Cup is, on the face of it, a reasonable idea. It is possible that the benefits of staging the semi-finals and final of the Champions League in a single location, the sense of occasion, the drama of a one-and-done knockout, would outweigh the undoubted complications in security, logistics and the loss of revenue, and, crucially, atmosphere generated by semi-finals on a club's home turf, even the concept of teams being given a pass into the Champions League, despite not qualifying domestically is not quite as absurd as has been presented. Though such a proposal would, doubtlessly, increase the inequality that remains the game's greatest challenge, there is at least some logic in the idea that how you perform in the tournament itself should be rewarded. There is no reason to reject Al-Khalafi's ideas then, simply because they represent change. Change can sometimes bring improvements, and in ways that are not immediately apparent. The problem, in fact, is the opposite, these ideas do not represent change enough it was striking. For example, that Al-Khalafi should cite the Super Bowl as an example of the sort of things football should be doing. Why, he asked, was the final of the Champions League not more of an event? Why was it not more of a show? Why was there not a litany of the world's biggest musical acts lining up to play at the world's biggest annual sporting fixture while? These are all questions that football executives ask with alarming frequency. The answer to that last one, for what it's worth, is that the world's biggest musical acts know full well that they would be jeered if they played the Champions League final, because all of the people in the stadium are there to see a football match, not a concert. Nobody, anywhere, is quite so obsessed with the Super Bowl as the people who run Europe's football teams. None of them ever seem to stop to consider the fact that the global audience for the Champions League final dwarfs that of the Super Bowl, or the reality that football is more popular by an order of magnitude worldwide than the NFL, and that it has achieved all of that despite not having a halftime show. It gives the impression that football's leaders have startlingly little confidence in the sport in which they have invested that is not the case. Of course, the reasoning is a little more subtle. The game's power brokers propose these things, fireworks, dance troops, rebranded competitions, format changes and all the rest of it. Because, while the changes that would have the most effect are far simpler, they are very much not in their interests the way to make every game an event, as Al-Khalafi put it, is not to invite Maroon 5. It is to increase the competitive balance between the two competing teams so that the result does not feel like a foregone conclusion. The reason the group stages are not compelling is not because there is no light show before kickoff, it is because it is a group stage, and so there is no genuine sense of jeopardy. Anyone with even a modicum of understanding of football of sports, understands that, memories only need to stretch as far back, and the playoffs for the World Cup, to realize that drama is not generated by the staging of a game, or even the quality of it, but the meaning and the content. Al-Khalafi, of course, is not going to propose any change that radical, any change that meaningful. Addressing the chronic lack of competitive balance would not benefit PSG or the rest of the cabal of super clubs whose agenda continues, even after the Super League debacle, to dominate UEFA's thinking. Instead, he and his peers will continue to believe and to insist that football's route to growth lies in improving the packaging rather than the product. Remember to follow Golia by hitting the follow button and slapping a 5-star review on the show or tapping the love icon. Let's get to 1 million followers and tune in daily for new episodes.